0: This is our wake-up call. Now is the time for repentance, time to turn back to God.
1: Which leads to reconciliation
0: with God and with each other. Bringing about restoration, a healing of our relationships and our land. Then revival, a move of God like we've never seen before. A God-led Reformation. Reformation. The Return, September 26, 2020. Go to thereturn.org.
1: Good morning, everyone. Let's stand together as we praise the Lord this morning. Amen? We've already had one service and we are ready to go. So we're going to invite you on a moving train right now. Let's put your hands together. Let's do this. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's let it rain, let it overflow. Sing with me. And we're going to let y'all sing. Here we go. Our praise. So we're going to let you sing to him right now. You are my deliverer. No, sing. We want to let you sing. You go. You are my. Yes. Uh-huh. Hear us, Lord. Uh-huh. He's our freedom, y'all. Come on, let's join in.
2: Thank you for the life inside of us that is you. Thank you that we can be here today praising you with our whole hearts, our whole minds, our whole spirits, our whole bodies. Because you are worth it, Father. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. Help us to love you the way we should, Father. Help us to give our lives to you, Father. Everything, just turn it over to you. of your goodness today. We're so thankful for your presence. We're thankful for the joy in this room, the joy that brings us strength. And we thank you that your goodness is running after us. Some of us don't feel like it. (laughs) Some of us have gone through a season of grief and sorrow, discouragement, despair and you're wondering when is this going to end I can be pressed and crushed no more but God is saying that today he's lifting that he's lifting you out of that that season is ending and you're about to rise above it and see what he's been up to you're about to see dry bones come to life You're about to see areas in your life that have been asleep way too long come to life and be more alive than ever before. New dreams, new visions, new life. We thank you, Father, that we can rise above this. So we just take hold of your hand. We keep our eyes fixed on you. And we will focus on the new wine that's coming out not on the things beneath us not on our circumstances not on the things that look like they're still dead god we rise above we rise above the grief we rise above the sorrow we let you fill us with new wine with new life jesus so as we sing this just ask him to fill you to rise above to pull you out so you can see clearly out of the fog and into the new light In the crushing In the
3: pressing You are making new wide. In the sore light Now surrender. You are breaking new ground, so I yield to you and to your careful end. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. Make me your vessel, make me an offering. Make want me to be, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus bring new wine out of me, in the crushing, in the pressing. You are making new wine In the soil I now surrender You are breaking new ground You are breaking to be.
0: Seated. Go ahead and be seated. Father, our heart before you is is a heart of praise this morning. It's a heart of gratitude this morning. Lord, we're grateful for the for the rain, the natural rain that has come our way. We are thankful for that. Yes. You're awesome, God. Thank you. Thank you. But we're also thankful for your rain, R-E-I-G-N, the rain of your spirit and your presence, Lord. So often you mirror the natural and the supernatural that which is above and beyond nature. And you mirror them where we have rain and rain at the same time. And we are grateful, Lord. We are honored. And we're 21 days into 40 days of rain. And so thank you, Lord, for bringing the rain, both natural and beyond. So we bless you in it. Father, our heart today is to move in closer to you, Lord, and I know even as I say that, some are, some are resisting, some are, are choking up with that and have it, they're hitting a choke point because they feel like they've been too bad, they've behaved too bad, they've sinned too long, they've moved away. So Lord, I'm asking today for a supernatural impartation of your grace that goes beyond every barrier we could possibly throw up to you, every excuse for why we will not come close God I'm asking you by your grace to remove every barrier today and Lord as a favor as a good son to a good father I'll just say a good son to a great father Lord would you open the heavens above us literally and that we would minister and do life today here in this moment under an open heaven that's our heart So, Lord, we welcome you, and by faith, we lean into that, and we lean forward into it. In Jesus' name, we love you. And everyone said amen Amen and amen. I really felt there's something in that, that even as we talk about intimacy, there's a block that goes up. It's interesting how we'll start recounting how bad we've been, and that's why we can't go any further. And I want to, by the Spirit of God, remove that away from you. So that you'll have no hindrance to the cross. No hindrance to the empty tomb. No hindrance to his presence. Because here's the deal. There is no hindrance. It's only here. It's not real. And I just, I feel very strongly to say that. Somebody needed that. I think somebodies. Lots of folks need to hear that. God loves you. He is not mad at you. He woke up in a really good mood this morning. I know that for a fact. Amen? so welcome to the bridge Uh, that was sermon number one we'll count them as we go we'll see where we go Uh, my name is Jimmy Pruitt I'm the lead pastor here at the bridge I want to welcome you to to a family and a family that's whose hearts toward God and after God and to a family who's learning we're we're learning together what it means to move in closer and so you sort of jumped on a moving train, but it's a good train to jump on too. And so we want to welcome you aboard the train as we move in closer to him and we grow in maturity and understanding of what that means. And so if you're a first time guest, thank you for being here. Those of you that are watching online, we want to welcome you as well and say thank you for joining us today. We know some of our folks are still not quite ready to get out and come forward and uh So those of you that are home watching, we welcome you as a part of the family. And those of you that are watching from other places, we welcome you as well on YouTube, Facebook, on our uh, website as well. Thank you for joining us today. And wherever you are, we want to invite you to participate as though you were here. Sing the songs. Worship with us. Pray with us. Say amen out loud and uh, shout and dance whatever you need to do but do participate with us and i want to give you a heads up we're going to participate in communion in just a little bit so feel free to get some elements whatever you can find there at the house that's fine but do join us today as we go to the lord's table in just a little bit so can we welcome our first time guest with a hand clap just... hey, welcome. thanks for being here today and if you are a first time guest we want to invite you to do something on the way out on the left is our Connect Center. And at our Connect Center, we have some cards there that have information. If you have any questions about the church or who we are, we want to reach out to you. We want to connect with you and just whatever we can do to answer questions and help you have a better on-ramp into this experience. We want to be here for you. Same way online. If you have any questions for us, feel free to write in at info at bridgefbg.com. Info at bridgefbg.com. And we'd love to, uh, to have that. And have anything you might need of us, any questions you have, we're here for you. And in light of that, also, in terms of prayer, we want to pray for you. And so those of you who have any prayer needs or prayer requests, if you would, you can also stop by the Connect Center. And there are prayer cards there. You can fill that card out. And as you would with the contact card and the prayer card, there are black boxes all over the place. There's one over here, two by this door, and then they're out the, out the door as well. Just drop those in there, and those will get to us And those of you online, again, for prayer, you can write in. We'll pray with you and for you. We're here to hold your arms up. And in light of that, in the spirit of that, we always want to pray for the church in Fredericksburg and the churches of Fredericksburg. You do know when God looks down on this place, this area, this region, he doesn't see 52 churches. I don't even know how many churches we have here, but we have a lot. I know that. But he doesn't see 52 churches, he sees one body with many expressions. It's like a jewel with lots of facets. He sees different facets and different reflections and different perceptions and perspectives. And so we want to pray for the church right now. So would you join me in praying and where you are right now at home, wherever you are. If you're in another community and watching us from another place, pray for your community and pray for the churches of your community and for the church of your community to rise up, to wake up, and to walk in revival. So we invite you to do that. Let's pray together. Father, it's our heart before you, sons and daughters, before an amazing, good, good, great father. And Lord, as we're before you, we pray for the churches in our community as most have regathered and they're reconnecting in one way or another. And we hold them up. And for the pastors and the staff teams and for the leaders of those churches, Lord, we bless them and speak life over them. And we, we speak L'chaim over them, to life, to life over them, Lord. We declare over them your goodness, your grace. We declare over them blessing and growth and increase. Lord, there's room in every church building in our community for more, for more, for more. And so, Lord, we call in a harvest of lives, a harvest of souls, a harvest of those whose hearts are after you. And so, Lord, we bless the churches, bless the pastors, bless what you're doing in our area and our region. And we continue to say, Lord, bring revival. Bring revival. And, Lord, for each one of us, may we be a revival looking for a place to break out, a place to happen, a place to show up. So we pray for revival and spiritual awakening across our land and for our nation, for our president and for the teams and leaders in our government, both our, our, our local government, our state and our civil federal government. Lord, we pray that righteousness would reign and justice would prevail. On every level in the name of Jesus. And our declaration this morning is that we are one nation under God. Irregardless of what anyone else says, Lord. We stand on the firm foundation of our founding fathers. That we are one nation under God. We bless you. We honor you. And we declare righteousness will rule. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. And amen. A couple of housekeeping things. Our safety team always appreciates when I do this, but I want to point out our exits that are right there. As you can see the signs, there's one right back there at the back. You see the big, huge door open over there. That leads into our student area, and there's exits out those doors as well. And can we bless our safety team? We appreciate what they do. They're amazing. They are on point. Trust me. They're amazing, and we're so thankful. And two, while we're blessing people, I just want to bless our production team back in the back. Can we bless them? guys are awesome thank you for what you do and also for our worship team who just continue to bring life thank you all of you guys and uh it's just it's it's a blessing to honor one another you know just lift each other up so i want to let you know something that's coming up ladies bible study begins this next week at six yeah come on ladies give it up it's time to regather it's time to reconnect it's time to do business as usual come on now whatever that looks like We're moving forward. And so 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday right here in the family room next door and at 10 a.m. on Thursday, if that works better also. And you can stop by the Connect desk for more information. And then also, just to remind you, we have an introduction to Connect groups coming up. It's a dinner, a luncheon, and uh, it's it's on September 20th after the second service. We do ask that you register so we'll be able to prepare, have meals ready for you. And uh, if you're interested in, in Connect groups, we call them... Connect groups or life groups, small groups, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and, and last year, before COVID showed up, we had, what, 27 or so groups meeting. And then COVID came. And then we had 27 or so groups gathering on Zoom and phone calls and all kinds of stuff. But we want it's time to reconnect. And it's time to start getting together again. Amen. And being together as a family. So, the, again, that's on September 20th. Just let us know. You can sign up at the Connect Center right outside there as well. So God bless you. As we turn our attention to communion, I'm gonna ask Russ to play a little in the background. Mm-hmm. I called him Yanni on guitar last service, but uh mm-hmm. that's a compliment. I used to like Yanni back in the day, but I just appreciate the heart of what happens here in this house. I want y'all to know that everything that happens around here is such a labor of love. It's just a labor of love and you don't always get to see that because y'all show up and everything's ready to go but just know there's a lot of, a lot of love goes into this because we love you and we appreciate you and in that spirit and in that heart we come to the table of the Lord We're still not quite ready to get back to our tables yet so we, we have to modify that a little bit so I want to invite you to take out your communion elements if you don't have this if you'll lift up your hand really high don is back there jason's over there and uh we've got some help in the back as well so we got several you'll lift your hand up high enough they'll get those to you here again if you're watching at home feel free to to run get some elements elements aren't the critical piece; it's your heart that matters but we would invite you to join us and so they're going to get those out to you and as they do i wanted to share a little bit about my heart i know i'm i'm very repetitive on this but it's fresh to me every time i talk about it because i have a very uh Hopefully a sanctified imagination, active imagination. Always imagine what it must have been like as Jesus reclined around the table with his disciples. Realize this. They had spent three years together. And they had seen Lazarus raised from the dead. They saw Jesus asleep in a boat on a stormy lake, wake up and say one, say two words. Peace. Three words peace be still and the ocean calm the, the lake of Galilee calmed down they, they saw him calm a storm with a few words they mm-hmm. saw him touch a leper not just speak to but touch a leper which was a death sentence in the first century and he touched a leather a leper and his skin became white as snow they saw him interact with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious rulers and confound them with his wisdom. They saw everything he did. They saw the woman at the well run off screaming with joy and life and laughter and excitement because they saw him speak to a Samaritan woman and put life into her. And she became... She became the first evangelist to the Gentiles, a dirty Samaritan woman, who was a sinner, and was living with a man and not even married at the time and had five husbands before. He chose her to be the vessel to deliver the good news to the Gentiles, right? You think you're so bad. So. I see them reclining around the table together and all of that context and Jesus knowing that this was the last night they would be together like this can you imagine his heart had to be profound sadness because he loved them and knew that their relationship was going to change and that they were going to go through a really hard time he knew he was going through a rough time too so in that context he picks up a piece of bread And he says, this is my body. So I'm going to invite you to do something. If you'll peel the clear clear one first and then the next layer. And just prepare for the elements. She took a piece of bread and said, this is my body given for you. Given for you. I'm giving it for you. On the cross, I lay it down. Nobody takes it. I lay it down. He says, I'm giving this for you. And he takes a goblet of wine, he holds it and he said, this this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, the new covenant. He says, it's being poured out and spilled out for you. He says, as often as you come together like this in fellowship, I want you to partake of the bread and the wine together. And I want you to remember me. And so that's what we're doing right now. In the context of what I've just shared, I want you to remember Jesus. Don't see him as that suffering servant struggling on a cross. See him as one sitting at a table and whose first miracle at the Cana in Cana of Galilee was to turn water into wine at a wedding so they could have a much better time than they were having. Jesus was no stranger to joy, no stranger to laughter, no stranger to humor. And the Bible says he was filled with the oil of gladness more than all of his brethren. He was more fun than anybody to be around. But somehow we've transposed him into this this gaunt, suffering figure. That was only for a short time, family, because three days after the cross was the resurrection. And he was raised in glory. That's my Jesus. That's why I can laugh, and that's why I can smile, and that's why I can have fun, and sometimes come off a little irreverent. But it's not irreverent. It's just joy because I trust him trust Him. I trust Him with my heart and my joy and my laughter. And if it's irreverent, I trust Him with that because I know He loves me. And because of that, I can come before Him and go, thank you. I am that broken record. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for grace. Thank you for loving me. When I did not feel lovable, thank you for making me worthy when I did not feel worthy. Thank you for giving me significance when I did not feel significant. Isn't that amazing? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, amen. So Father, thank you for your son Jesus. We're together like this. We may not be reclining at a table, we're together in fellowship and in worship And we are remembering your goodness, Jesus. We're remembering both your life on this earth. When I picture you, I see you smiling. I see you full of joy. I see you full of life. The oil of gladness, the oil of joy. More than all of your brethren, I see that on you. And it makes me smile. And so I remember you, and I remember you like that. And I remember the cross. I do remember what you went through, the beating before the cross, the pain, the blood, the the, the shame, the betrayal. I see that too. Oh, but then there's a resurrection. Oh, the stone was rolled away. Just ask the stone that was rolled away. We sang about that. And so, Lord, we see that. I see that. I see you blowing out of that place and all of hell throwing a conniption fit because you defeated death, hell, and the grave. That's what I think of when I come to the table. And for my friends here, Lord, together we're before you. We're remembering. We're thanking you from our very core. In Jesus' name, everyone said Amen. can take the elements. And so we've got some folks that are going to come by with trash receptacles to pick those up for you. And uh, so be watching for them as they come. And before we talk about and practice generosity... We're going to dismiss our children to our bridge kids. Fifth grade and down are going to go to their classes. We're trying it a little bit different to try to figure out the best time to do that. So we're going to go ahead and do that right now. So I want our kids that are going to be going to their classes to stand to your feet. Don't leave. Just stand to your feet. We want to pray over you. If you see a young person, child around you standing to go to class, would you just don't put your hand on them, just put your hand toward them. And let's bless our next generation. Amen. Next generation, stand up wherever you are. You may be standing, I just can't see you. Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak life over the next generation. We thank you for the call that is on their lives. We thank you for the destiny that's on their lives. We thank you for the plans that you have for them. Father, you give them a hope and a future because you know the plans and they're good plans. And so in spite of our world scenario, we speak life We speak hope in the next generation. We call them world changers, difference makers, culture shapers. We bless them. And Lord, for our our teachers and our leaders that are spending this time with them to pour into them your kingdom and your grace. Lord, we say this simple prayer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth in these children, in these young people, as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, everyone said Amen. All right, children, you are dismissed to your class. Can we bless them with a big hand clap? Come on. All right, now I want to turn our attention to generosity, and I have to say something. I am so thankful for each of you and all of you. You have been so faithful. And through this whole COVID experience, and sadly why many churches and a lot of nonprofits have really suffered through this time, You have been generous, you have been faithful, and we have not. We've increased, not decreased. I want to say thank you for your ongoing, incredible generosity. It is the heart of God and the love of God is the heart of the Father. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As we turn our attention to giving, you'll notice there's boxes on those doors. There's one over here as well. And we're going to worship in a minute. We're just going going to introduce a new song. We've only done nine new songs in the last, you know, COVID hit and we just started doing new stuff. It's like, why, why stop what we're doing, right? So we've introduced nine new songs since COVID and I want to encourage you as we look at this next song, it's called My Testimony and it really is, it's a statement to, the, to God, to the world and to the devil of who we are. It's a statement, so I want you to really lean into the lyrics of this song. Don't get distracted by us up here having fun jamming. I want you to just, just really lean into the words of what we're about to say because this is our testimony that we're about to sing about. And so as we get ready to give, I just think it's so awesome that we look the most like our Father when we're generous. I say it over and over. We look the most like Him when we're generous. And so again, thank you for your generosity. I do want you to know we've got three ways to give. We have a new opportunity, and uh, I want to show that to you. You can give on our, on our current website, bridgefbg.com. We are building out a new site, and a new platform. We're going to change that in a few weeks. We'll let you know more about that. But we also have a new on-ramp for giving, text to give. And you can see the number up there. And then also, I want to invite you to download Church Center. It's an app. And you download it, and then after you download it, You go to Bridge Church, Fredericksburg, Texas. You only have to put that in one time. You have to put in your credentials for the first time to get that ready to go. And uh, make sure you put Bridge Church, Fredericksburg, Texas. There is a Bridge Church, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Go figure. So make sure you put in Texas. And uh, that way you can get that set up. And you can actually give through the app. And it will record everything you do so that you'll always know where you're at on that and any information you'll have it. So... Anyway, we invite you to do that. We'll be rolling more information out on that. Let's pray together as we prepare our hearts to give. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am grateful that we get the privilege of giving. Not just our resources, but our hearts. Our hearts, our passion, everything we are, we get the privilege of giving. And so we approach the throne of grace just desiring to look a lot more like you. And so thank you for your goodness thank you for your your provision which is abundant and mighty And we bless you in it in jesus name everyone said amen let's worship
4: all right everybody you need to stand up i'm just gonna tell you right now you need to stand up <laughs> you know you may have come in this morning going on oh, sunday morning gotta check the box go to church you know yeah god has other plans So I'm just going to tell you that. And if you don't feel that, it's not because he ain't here. Because let me tell you, he's here. All right? So we need to open. We need to be free. We need to claim it. And we need to declare it. So read these words. Take them to heart. And I trust you will never be the same. Here we go. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. He's got my back. I've been signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Yes. Says, if you got a pulse, you got a purpose. Am I right? What am I right? Yes, okay. Well then these words, these words ring true. Here we go. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come. No I believe if I'm not dead, you're not done. The things are still to come Oh, I sing at church If I'm not dead, you're not dying
5: This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ, the oh righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. Oh, I lie. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified, this is my testimony,
4: this is my testimony.
1: If you would, I I do want to alert you that we're going to be turning the lights on here for the sermon, so there will be let there be light. Yes, I just thought I'd try that out.
0: We want to continue talking about what God is doing in terms of revival. Let me just share something about revival as we get started. I'm just going to dive right in. Here it is. Revival is not just an event. There's a tendency to think in terms of revival, spiritual awakening, but particularly the word revival as an event like like this altar moment or a time where something just happens and then it's over. And that's classically what we've seen in terms of revivals. So, in my tradition, I came up with Southern Baptists. In my background, So revivals were, you know, we, we scheduled a rev- two a year. Can you schedule a revival? So, we scheduled two a year, and it was sweet. It was wonderful. We did potluck dinners, dinner on the grounds. We ate a lot of really good food. We had a guest evangelist. Usually, he came, and his wife was a piano player, just like mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> His wife was a piano player. we first got married, She's like, I don't think I can be a pastor's wife. I don't play piano. I'm like, honey, I think we've moved beyond that. And so that was kind of a thing. And there have been times when we've been asked in interviews, well, does your wife play piano? And I'm sorry, she doesn't. Not going to happen. So, uh, so anyway, that was classic. So you'd have an evangelist, his family. Sometimes his family was singing. And it was always sweet. It was wonderful. And I'm not downing it at all. In fact, it was always a sweet time. However... The mentality was is that this is a revival. We're having revival and it's scheduled for this month and at this time. and come, come to our revival. We all understand that. But the spirit of revival and the heart of revival and the heart of spiritual awakening and what God wants to do isn't just an event. It's actually a culture. It's an ongoing life. In other words, and let me break it down in super simple terms. Revival is not an event. Revival is a mentality. It's living aware and awake. It's living aware that the kingdom of God is here now, just like Jesus said, and present right here in this moment. When heaven invades earth happened, heaven is here now. You began eternal life the day you said yes to Jesus. You're already in that mode. You're already in that place. That doesn't mean you're fully aware of it, nor was I. But over time, as God has been working, much like the top of what we just peeled back, he's been revealing things. That's called revelation. So I've been getting revelation. The more I grow in Christ. So a number of years ago, I went out to Washington, D.C., and... uh, it was a great experience out there with Tony Perkins and all that, folks on the family. And when I was coming back, me and several pastors from Abilene were all together. And Chuck Farina, who's the pastor of a great church in Abilene, uh, we were sitting side by side. And he had this book, and he, he held this book out to me. He goes, hey, Jimmy, have you ever read this book? And I said, no, what is it? And this was like in the early, like 2003, 2004-ish and he said he said it's called when heaven invades earth by a guy named bill johnson and i said no who's bill johnson and he said he said, oh man he's his pastor uh used to be out in weaverville california now he's in redding california and he said uh so he said you ought to check this book out we're sitting on the tarmac we haven't even left and we're just idling waiting you know and and we're waiting for other planes to take off so i cracked this book open and read the introduction and i'm like i'm hooked have you ever read a book that just hooked you like you know uh, you're not putting it down So I started reading this book voraciously and as I was reading this book it was it was lighting me up on the inside it was resonating in my heart in my life it's like a a bell was going off or somebody stuck a tuning fork onto my sternum of my chest and I could feel it could feel it resonated And so we got, I don't know, somewhere up in the air, we're flying, we're halfway back to Texas, and what I did not realize, I had inadvertently grabbed a pen out of my backpack and started writing and underlining this entire book. It wasn't even my book, but I was so excited about it, I just wasn't even thinking, it was a paperback, and literally I read three quarters of the book by the time we landed at Dallas Love, made the changeover to Southwest, and then flew into Abilene, and I three quarters of the book was gone and I and, and I and I was horrified. I was because like, Chuck didn't notice because he's reading something else. I said, hey Chuck, man, um I could give you your book back or I could just pay you for it and you can get another one because I just wrote all over it. I just I could not stop myself. He just laughed like, he goes, I got another one to the office. He goes, keep it, keep it. I said, man, thanks. And I have to tell you that book was you know, there's, a, there's game changers in your life. There's experiences, there's things you read, new information, new revelation, knowledge that you gain as we grow, that you can look back and say, that's a marker in my life. That, that defines something for me. And for me, that defined a new season in my life of going after God at a whole nother level. Now, Annette's known me from the get go for now 28 years, and she would tell you, I was always going after God. But there are times where you hit new levels of understanding new levels of clarity, new levels of definition when things go from, from uh, 720 to 1080 to 4K, and all of a sudden things just come into focus and there's more clear and the colors are brighter, everything's more defined, and that's what happens as we grow, as we mature. And that was what was happening to me. I was in this growth mode. So I began to find out a little bit about Bill Johnson, did a research, found out he'd been a pastor in Weaverville for, I don't know, 15 or so years. His dad had started a church, an Assemblies of God church. And the reason I'm telling this story is I'm talking about revivals, okay? So let me backtrack just a sec. We've talked about Evan Roberts and the Welsh revivals. We talked about William Seymour and what happened at Azusa Street in 1906. And then we talked about last week what happened in San Antonio, Texas in the early 1970s with Castle Hills First Baptist Church and Jack Taylor, my spiritual dad. And now I want to fast forward to now. So back when when, uh, Bill Johnson's father had planted and started Bethel, Reading. Um, it, it never got huge. It wasn't a massive church. It was an Assemblies of God, very classic Assemblies of God church. And, and Bill would come in often because Weaverville's not that far from Reading. And so they had this great relationship. It was a great relationship with his dad. Well, his dad invited Bill to come and take the church. He wanted he was taking his next step out. And so Bill stepped in. And Bill will tell this story. He shrunk the church very quickly. The first thing that happened wasn't growth. It actually shrank because they thought, what in the world has happened? Bill came in under some stipulations. He had some demands, so to speak. And one of them was that the church and the leaders of the church would give him permission to pursue what it looks like to host the presence of God perpetually. That's the verbiage he uses. And to actually pursue living under an open heaven. And assuming that every time they gathered, the the heavens were open above them. Now, I hear that and I go, yeah, yes. But not everybody gets excited about that. Some people get very nervous about that. And there were people that got nervous in his dad's church when he stepped in. And he can tell you how to shrink a church real fast. But God, time passed. God began to show up. They began to cultivate a Culture of Revival. By the time we got out there in 2005, 2005, 2006, give or take, man, this thing was in full swing. And this little bitty, this little youth group, a little youth band called Jesus Culture, they were just getting started. I think they had had one little conference, and this little girl named Kim Walker was leading worship at this conference we went to. No one knew who she was, little girl with a little little ponytail, and she was wild for God, and she'd never face the congregation. She would sing with her back to the congregation, or she'd just walk off, and you, you're like, where is she? <laughs> and this little girl became who, an instrument that God used to blow worship up all over the world with Jesus' culture and that whole movement. And if you want to know the impact that Bethel Redding has had on this church About 50 plus percent of the songs that we do are either Jesus culture or Bethel worship. And they've had that impact all over the world because God is using them. Why? Because they have believed God that they can live in a perpetual state of spiritual awakening and revival. We go out there and we're going to go to a conference. And I was in a low time. You ever had a dry season where you're just like somebody hugs you and dust comes out? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like you know, just dry like leather. And uh, we show up, and I'm just I'm just in that place. And Annette and our friends went on into the conference, and I wanted to go check out this thing called the Alabaster Box, and it's a prayer house, alabaster prayer house, and it was a neat looking building, strange building out away from the worship center. Jeff knows because he's spent time out there. And, uh, And I walk in there and there's this music playing. There's nobody else in there. There's this amazing fountain in the middle of it with a big globe on it. And immediately I was caught in the presence of God. I don't know what had happened in that room before I got there, but God was still there. And I walked into it. It was as though I walked into, have you ever walked through a mister at Six Flags or a mister at one of these outdoor, maybe you have one on your porch? You know, and you walk through it and you go, whoa, that felt good. That was refreshing. And that was what it felt like walking into that room. And I sat down and started to weep. I'm not talking cry. I'm talking weep. I'm talking ugly cry stuff. And it was like God was purging all this mess out of me. Why? Because when they built that prayer building, one of the the prayers over the building was that that God would perpetually have his presence there. And I walked in there, and I I was arrested, arrested by the presence of God. What is that? That's a church that has developed a culture and mentality of revival as opposed to scheduling revivals once a year. Could it be that God has used Pastor Bill Johnson as a forerunner to break some barriers to show all of us, the body of Christ, what can be? Could it be that God's using him to say... This is possible. You know, someone had to break the four-minute mile. Someone had to break the sound barrier. Someone had to show us what it's like to actually live in a spirit culture mentality of revival perpetually. And I think God's using Bill to do that. And it has marked our life. Now, the last thing we would ever try to do is go out there, then come back, and then try to reproduce it. God has a plan for Fredericksburg and the surrounding area, and if we are wise, we will exegete our cultural context to say, God, what do you want to do here? Not try to reproduce what's happening in Redding, California. That's a town of 80,000 plus people up in the mountains. It's a whole different world, and God has used Bill to exegete his cultural context and and show up there for what they need, but we're not going to try to Take buckets of that, right, Jeff? And bring it back. He went to school out there and they even told him not to do this. Don't try to go back where you're from and reproduce this. What does God want to do where you are? What does God want to do in Fredericksburg? Well, I guarantee it's not sit on our blessed assurance the rest of our life. (laughs) And just wait. Wait for God to show up. Because where there's a pulse, there's a promise. And like the song just said, Miss Charlene... They ain't dead. If I'm not dead, you're not done. Yes. Right? Yes. I have a friend who told me he thought he was at the end of his runway. I said, oh no, you're just getting started. He said, no, I think God's preparing to take me home. I'm like, dude, you're just 70 years old. You're, you're still a kid. <laughs> Caleb was 80 when he was saying, give me my mountain. You're, just, you're not even the Caleb generation yet. I Spoke into him. Spoke into another minister's life who's been diagnosed with kidney cancer. Just found this out. He wrote me in private. I'd never share his name, and he just he wrote me and asked for prayer. And, and uh, I told him, I said, "You still have a pulse. There's still a promise. Don't you dare buy into that lie of death." You fight, fight, because his mentality is, I, must, I probably need to just give up and just, you know, I've run my course, I've preached, I've been all over the world, I've done missions. He's, he's ready, he's giving up, he's embraced the spirit of death. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. If you're not dead, you ain't done, like the song says. He wrote me back, he said, this is why I asked you for prayer, because I knew you would say something like that. The heart of revival may not be what you think it is, because a lot of times we think it's power, dunamis, authority, exousia. You know what the real heart of revival is? It's humility and love. That doesn't make the cover of magazines. That, that 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 doesn't make everybody go, oh, my gosh, we need to get more humility and love. Let's go. But we say power, we say Holy Spirit, we say spiritual gifts. we like, let's do this. But let me tell you, you want to see a real revival breakout? It's going to be on the, on the, in the trail and the wake of love and humility. I want to share something with you. We're not going to spend long today, but I want to share this with you. James 4, 7, and 8. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's a lot right there, but we're going to keep going. Verse 8 has become one of my go-to verses in life. Do you have a go-to verse? One that you remember? You don't even have to remember the reference. It's the Word of God. Amen? There weren't even chapter or verse divisions for first ye- decades, hundreds of years. So that was all added later. So if you remember it, you remember it, it's life-giving. Come near to God, and He will come near to you. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. You know what God's calling us to do, Family. This, and by the way, he's not just calling us, he's calling everybody this. He's calling you to a relationship and he wants to get into a closer place with you. He wants to get in closer. He wants you closer than you are. Now I'm about to say a word and all the men are going to check out for a moment until I check you up. And it's the word intimacy. God wants intimacy with you. And all the men are going, all right, we're going all girly here, okay, we're going all sweet. No, no, no. It takes a real man to stand in front of a burning bush with his shoes off and come closer.
5: Yep.
0: And God is calling us into a closer, deeper place with himself. One of my biggest concerns is a pastor now of 36 years and counting. I've met so many people who name the name of Jesus they call themselves Christians but they don't know him they know about him but they don't know him in fact they could tell you things about him well I can tell you things about Tom Cruise I can tell you things about uh, you can name anybody I can tell you things about other people, about celebrities. about I can tell you a lot about some guitar players, but I don't know them. One of my biggest concerns as a follower of Jesus, as a pastor, is that I, my concern is that we know a lot about him, but we don't know him. And here's how I know we don't know him. Because while we're up here, trying to get our praise on, sometimes we're actually feeling resistance as we're going in. Like some of you are like going, I don't know about that. I, you know, loud guitars and drums and, you know, it's raucous music and they're moving around. They're getting close to dancing up there. I mean, all these religious blocks come up. And what God wants to do for you, family, is remove the blocks And here's what he invites us to, come close, come near, draw near. He's saying, come to me, come on in. Here's why we can come in, is because if we know him, we know we can trust him, which means I can bring all of my junk in the room with me. I don't have to leave stuff outside the inner courts because I wouldn't want to contaminate the Holy of Holies. God says, bring your junk to me. Come on in. Come, I will take you. I will meet you where you are, and I love you so much I won't leave you there. So just bring it all with you. Bring your stuff. And I believe that's a word for somebody today. Bring your stuff. And let's quit looking at everybody else's stuff and let's bring our stuff in. In the world we live in right now, it's real easy to look at everybody else's stuff, right? We're living on a steady stream of social media, news. This week I took a break from the news. Oh, it was the best week I've had in months. (sighs) You know... We become what we behold. Uh We leak out what we're full of. Uh And you are what you eat, what you ingest. We know that this eye gate here, this ear gate here, we take in and we receive things. And before long, we're mad. I say we, me. Before long, we're angry. Before long, we're we're cursing another candidate, or we're we're running down another party, or we're running down the system, or we're mad at this and mad at that. You know why that happens to me? I'm just going to be the only one transparent here today. It's because I've ingested a steady diet of this stuff, and I've become what I was taking in. So this week, I decided to take in some different stuff. I started taking in this by the washing of the pure water of the word be renewed be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by changing the way you think and so this week I took in some different stuff Annette and I, we've just made some commitments to each other, we're not going to watch this, we're not going to do this we're not going to listen to this it's time to take in some pure food and it has made All the difference in the world. I want to share another passage with you. Psalm 103. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. Don't get thrown off by the word fear. It's not cowering in terror. It's understanding he's awesome. It's reverential awe. It's like the truest meaning of the word awesome. That is awesome. God is awesome. And we come before him going, you are awesome. You're amazing. And so that fear is not some kind of fear where, what if I do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing? No, he says this, and I'm going to go all the way. We're skipping a lot of stuff here. Listen to this. Go to Hebrews 4.16, please. Let us then approach the throne of grace with, somebody say it out loud. Hebrews 4.16. Keep going. 16. There we go. Let us then approach the throne of grace with, say it, Confidence. confidence. Another translation says boldness. In other words, we can bust up into the presence of God. Sounds irreverent, but it's not when you know him. It's irreverent if you don't know him, but if you know him, it's not irreverent at all. You can come right into his presence, and he invites us to do so. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Come near. He will come near. Come boldly into and approach the throne of grace. Did you notice that it's a throne of grace? It's not a throne of gold and jewels and wood. It's not ornate. It's a throne made entirely of grace. It is a throne of grace. When you know him, you'll come boldly before him. Now, I dare say use the word that Stephen Furtick used, audacious. You'll have the audacity to come before him. You'll come before him with audacious prayers, bold, courageous. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Let's get our worship team up here. We're going to go out with worship. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Don't read through that verse too quickly. Because in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I get mercy and grace. But you get it for something, to help. Did you see that? It's to help. And help equals this, solutions, answers, understanding, comprehension, discernment. You actually get these things to get you the help you need. So I want to invite you in our worship. While we worship, I'm going to invite you to move in and come before the throne of grace. And you don't have to go anywhere to do it. Can do it right there in your heart because he's seated upon the throne of your heart Christ in you the hope of glory he's there you don't have to take a step to go close to him just lean your heart toward him and that is coming near he will draw near to you he will inhabit your praises as you worship him today you know what the word inhabit means there in that verse God inhabits the praises of his people it means to dwell in to sit in in other words God takes a chair And just makes himself right at home in your worship. And he doesn't care how good you sing, how bad you sing, how good I play, how bad I... He doesn't just make it loud and proud. And he will show up and he will love what you're doing. And this is why he loves you. He's crazy about you. In case someone hasn't told you that recently, I'm telling you right now, God is wild about you. He's after your heart. He's after the restoration of your heart. He's after you. He wants you. So I want to invite you to do something. Praise him, yes. Worship him, yes. Draw near in your heart, yes. But I want to invite you to say something to him. Even during worship, you don't have to say it out loud. But I want you to to articulate to him your gratitude to him. Driving in today, broken record. Oh, God, you're so awesome. God, you're amazing. God, wow. God, thank you for the rain. Thank you for the beauty I'm seeing as I drive in. Thank you for the thank you for this car to drive in. Thank you for you, blessed the road, and whoever made that road, bless them. You, you can, it's unendless the things you can give praise for when you start. But start a chain reaction of gratitude in you. And let me tell you, he'll show right up. See, we want him in power. We want him in gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that's all good and well. But He shows up in this little stuff that we overlook. He wants to meet you in your praise. He wants to meet you in your gratitude. And his presence is as real there as it is at any revival, anywhere on the planet in this moment. He wants to meet you right where you are. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. We're going to pray. And then we're going to go out with worship. And I love this song because it is a declaration that he takes that which is broken and dead and he brings it to life. This morning, you can make that choice today. You can go from death to life. You can go from a grave to a garden. He turns graves into gardens. I want to invite you, take that step. No matter what you think you are, take a step toward him today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, we worship you, and we are so blessed. Lord, I know I'm a broken record, and I thank you for loving me. I'm just going to keep saying it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For your mercy and your grace and your extravagant love, Lord, you desire intimacy out of my heart, out of every person's heart here. You desire intimacy in those places. Lord, may we get over ourselves and run to you, not because we know about you, but because we know you. So we, by faith, take a step today and draw closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen? amen. Let's worship.
1: Sing with me. I The pleasures of faith are never go and you are blessed as you go, we're just going to hang around here because we know the Lord has pulled up a chair and he's sitting in our praise right now. So we're just going to make ourselves comfortable with him as we as we repeat this. Y'all ready to do this again? Woo! This is sweet worship. This is sweet worship. Sing it. I'm not afraid. do that. Let's just do that. God bless you guys. Be blessed as you go.